أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم فتعالى الله الملك الحق ولا تعجل بالقرآن من قبل أن يقضى إليك وحيه وقل رب زدني علما بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم والصلاة والسلام على سيد المرسلين سيدنا محمد وعلى آله وأصحابه أجمعين أما بعد السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته And welcome to the Peaceful Wisdom Islamic Podcast I'm Yasmin And I am Rina I am the daughter I am the mother And welcome back to another episode of Peaceful Wisdom Can you imagine? Oh, episode four <laughs> Oh amazing and it is the last week of ramadan it's kind of disheartening it is don't want it to leave no i hope that we accomplished our goals and allah is pleased with us and we finish this ramadan victorious and we push even just a little bit more harder or a lot harder these last seven days inshallah and hopefully we find Laylatul Qadr. Inshallah. Inshallah. May Allah accept our fasts and all of our ibadah and rectify our affairs and our character and our hearts, subhanAllah. I mean. I mean. Today's chapter from Riyadh al-Salihin is chapter 6, Piety, Taqwa. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Qala Allah Ta'ala, Ya ayyuhal ladhina amanu attaqullaha haqqa tuqatih. Surah Al-Imran 102. O you who believe, fear Allah as he should be feared. وقال الله تعالى فاتقوا الله ما استطعتم. Surah 64, Ayat 16. So keep your duty to Allah and fear him as much as you can. وقال الله تعالى يَا أَيُّهَا الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا اتَّقُوا اللَّهَ وَقُولُوا قَوْلًا سَلِيدًا Surah Al-Ahzab, Ayat 70 O you who believe, keep your duty to Allah and fear Him and speak always the truth. وَقَالَ اللَّهُ تَعَالَى وَمَنْ يَتَّقِ اللَّهِ يَجْعَلْ لَهُ مَخْرَجًا وَيَرْزُقُهُ مِنْ هَيْثَ لَا يَحْتَسِبُ Surah Al-Talaq Ayat 3 and 2. And whosoever fears Allah and keeps his duty to him, he will make a way for him to get out from every difficulty, and he will provide him from sources he never could imagine. وقال الله تعالى وَإِن تَتَّقُوا اللَّهَ يَجْعَلْ لَكُمْ فُرْقَانًا وَيُكَفِّرْ عَنْكُمْ سَيِّئَاتِكُمْ وَيَغْفِرْ لَكُمْ وَاللَّهُ ذُو فَضْلٍ عَظِيمٍ Surah Al-Anfal Ayat 29. If you obey and fear Allah, He will grant you furqan, a criterion to judge between right and wrong, or makhraj, i.e. a way for you to get out from every difficulty, and will expiate for you your sins and forgive you. And Allah is the owner of the great bounty. Abu Umama radiallahu anhu said, I heard the Messenger of Allah وسلم, during the Sermon of the Farewell Pilgrimage saying, Be mindful of your duty to Allah, perform your five daily salat, observe psalm during the month of Ramadan, 
pays the cat on your properties, and obey your leaders. If you do so, you will enter the Jannah of your Rabb. At-Tirmidhi, Hassan Sahih. So let's talk about Eid. Eid al-Fitr is around the corner. It is in seven days. I don't want it to come. Are you ready? No. What are you doing for Eid? <laughs> I don't know. Like every year. <laughs> you never know. I don't know. I, I think gluten-free pizza. And um, and staying at home. Okay. Likely. My children want to go to the library. But the library here will not probably most likely be open. So No, and, and then finding a ride to get there? Yeah, it will Absolutely. be very difficult when everybody else is at their families having aid. Right. So since on the topic of Eid, let's talk about what you have to do for Eid. Yeah. Okay. No. Well, I want to start. Wait, hold up. Let's let's go back a little bit. This is the last seven days, mm-hmm. right? And of course, we, you know, laid a little clutter, maybe in this time. Yep. These last seven days should be the days that we should be really, like, pushing as hard as we can. You know, if we weren't getting maybe five or six sleep, five or six hours of sleep during the day, in general now, maybe we should push it a little bit less. Yeah. And get extra prayers in there. Because, like, our opportunity of getting these major rewards is about to leave. And, of course, after Ramadan, we can gain rewards, too. But they're... Specifically weak. Yeah. And so, and then we have the opportunity of Laila to Qadr, which, you know, if you go with the niyyah, the intention, on Laila to Qadr, in hopes and seeking Allah's forgiveness, with the, with the intention that you believe he will forgive you and hope for that he will forgive you, all of your sins are forgiven. Yep. And anything that you ask for, ask for, may... Be written down right into Qadr. Right. And your Qadr could change. So maybe Allah had written down your Qadr, your preordainment, to be not so great. Mm-hmm. But now he can change that during this time. Yeah. You know? So I don't think that we should just rush into Eid. Let's not forget. These are important days. I, I think also another very important thing is please, 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 from the bottom of my heart, do not... Get caught up in the shopping spree. Yeah. Do not get caught up in, I like to call it the shopping black hole. Because everyone around this time, even when we were at the Masjid in America, Mm. people might be going really hard the last 10 days. And then as soon as day, five days before Eid hits, Mm -hmm. everyone's gone. Because they're getting ready for that. And... It shouldn't be. So it's better to get ready for Eid, actually, either before Ramadan, like, or like maybe the first week, or, and, or quite frankly, afterwards. Right. It's basically when we think about Eid, it's like after. Another thing I would say, too, is that you might say, well, yes, mean. I mean, like, I'm only going to the mall in the daytime. I have all night to pray. Yeah. Let's be honest. Are you going to feel up to it? And and it's okay to be tired. Yeah. But are you going to feel up to getting up? When you have this lovely opportunity right now. Right, exactly. You know what I mean? You could, it's true. You might be able to go to the mall, you know, or wherever you need to go to get those things, things that you're getting. Okay. And I'm not saying that it's wrong, but maybe we should just. Try to pace yourself. Try to, try to you know, 
make a priority here. Yeah. Because like I said in our last podcast, this was one month out of a whole year. Yep. One month a lot asked for him. Mm-hmm. You know? And in that, there's abundance of rewards, abundance of opportunity to gain his pleasure, abundance of opportunity to gain Jenna, you know? And then you have a whole year to whatever you exactly. want to do. Inshallah, you will continue on the wonderful habits you had gained from this month. Like, for example, Inshallah, I pray that you guys continue reading because you still get rewarded for each letter yep. of the Quran that you read in or out of Ramadan. Right. And I would highly recommend, too, along with reading Quran, getting a hadith book or kitab tawheed, mm. a small book to read on the side, two or three pages a day mm. to benefit yourself outside of Ramadan. Yeah. But let's focus on one thing, Mom. Maghrib is called. They've announced the sighting of the moon. What are you supposed to do? Not cry. Other than wipe my tears away? <laughs> Don't cry. We have to talk about Zakat al-Fitr. Yeah. Well, actually, no. it, yeah. That should be thought about before the time. It should be thought about before. I would and say like... And figured out. You know. Yeah. I would even say, depending on your situation, uh, finding a person to give this stuff to. Definitely should be the, found before before getting it. Yeah, like even getting the physical stuff. What is the cat footer? It's giving the cat. Well, it was interesting. We just lost electricity. So why don't you continue, and I will find light. Uh, yeah, get the phonesis. I will. So the cat footer is usually grain or whatever is any food your... commodity yeah. that is used in your area. So, for example, in Egypt, we usually give rice, wheat, flour, lentils, full, or fava beans, as they are called in America. I've just been used to calling them full. But how much are we supposed to be giving? Well, to answer that, we have two hadiths here. Narrated by Abdullah ibn Omar, the Prophet ﷺ ordered Muslims to give one sa'a of dates or one sa'a of barley as a cattle fitter. Okay. But what is a sa'a? What how 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 what is the weight of a sa'a? Narrated by o- Ibn Umar radiallahu anhuma, Allah's apostle enjoined the payment of one sa'a of dates or one sa'a of barley as a caliphater on every Muslim, f- slave or free, male or female, young or old. So this means you have to make one sa'a of whatever commodity per person in your household. And he ordered it, ordered that it be paid before the people went off to offer Eid prayer. So this is why we said that it's important for you to find the person that you're going to give this zakat to. Because as soon as they announce that the moon has been seen, has been spotted, and tomorrow's Eid, you are going to have to bring this zakat fitr to that person before Eid, before the Eid prayer. So that's number one. So from the time of Maghrib, okay, Maghrib is called, Eidan has been called, and now you went and you gave you Zakat al-Fitr, may Allah give you much barakah in this life and the next, I mean. Now we have to think about, you have to take a ghusl before going to Eid prayer. Now, in Islam, according to the lunar calendar, the Islamic calendar, a new day starts at Maghrib. 
So in theory, well, not in theory, you could take a shower the night beforehand with the intention of also. Yeah. Okay. And a little bit of a pro tip for children. I highly suggest they take their shower. You put them in the e clothes mm-hmm. and you put them to bed. It will make life so much easier. But there will be some out there that might be worried about wrinkles. And I would suggest, as a mother, try to get clothes that are not wrinkly. Yeah. Or do not make a huge difference if they were wrinkled a little bit. Yeah. And the reason for this is that you're going to get up early in the morning. I remember when we were in America, we used to get up at like Mm four-ish, three-ish. Yeah, and you're going to have to stay up from the time of fudger. Yeah. Getting ready. If not, if you even went to bed. Mm. Like... Because that's what we do. We usually don't go to bed because we're so used to staying up at night. Well, and I also am so worried be- that we'd miss. Because in America, we'd have to drive to Eid. Yeah. Right? And, um, and well, and depending on what country you're in, you might still need to drive to Eid. But because of that, I would just stay awake until... And, and, until Eid prayer was done and then, then take a nap. It's funny that you bring them clothing. Because I wanted to say something about clothes. Okay. Mm. We know that some people of our ummah cannot afford new clothes for Eid. Right. Okay. New clothes are not a must. It's not a must for Eid. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Alhamdulillah. We have light. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. He did not own many garments. So he would tell people. Is, you wear the best clothes. You don't have your best clothes doesn't have to be new clothes. It has to be your best clothes. It doesn't yeah. have to be new clothes. Uh, and a lot of people and a lot of different cultures. I know, especially here in Egypt, it's like, what you didn't get any clothes, eat shoes, eat mm. breads. How breads? Yeah, like hair things. Yeah. They, they, How they, would they, they know what is new or not new? I like, <laughs> yeah. Don't ask me. I know. But you know. You don't have to have new, but have your best, your best clothing that you have. It might be Juma best, might Mm. be clothing that you wear for Juma, for example. That is enough. That is sufficient. Okay. Oh, and another thing about the Islamic clothing, it has to be according to the rules of Islam, Mm. meaning it covers your aura, whether you're a man or a woman. Mm -hmm. Um, For men, it is preferred for them to wear perfume Mm. or or scents. Okay. Before leaving for Eid prayer, okay, so now you, you got everyone is up, awake, dragged out of bed. Now, Gusled. everyone's taking a shower. Everyone has done whatever they need to do. Gusled is a little bit more than just taking a shower, but we can go into that in another episode. That's a different episode. Now, before you even leave your house, you have to eat something. Because this is Eid al-Fitr, not mm. Eid al-Adha. So you have to eat something. In the sunnah, it's preferred to eat an odd number of dates, mm. okay? If you don't have dates, in whatever crisis situation, mm. eat something light, mm. okay? Also on a note before leaving, everyone must attend eat prayer, even a woman who is on their menses. So you've eaten your dates, everyone's in the car, and you're on your way. The next thing you have to do is you have to say takbir al-eid out loud. And you have to say takbir al-eid until the prayer starts. Until prayer, the Eid prayer starts. Shouldn't you start it at the time of Maghrib? 
you can start at Time Mahal Grip, but when you're walking there, driving there, you have to say it. Yeah. And it is to be said out loud. Mm. Now, if you're a new Muslim, you might be asking, well, what is Takbir al-Eid? Mm. What is Takbir al-Eid? And <clears throat> I'm going to say it now. Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar, La ilaha illallah, Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar, Walilahi alhamd. So the first one is three, Allahu Akbar, or we say takbir, it's three takbir, and we say, La ilaha illallah. The second portion is two takbirs, and then we say, Walilahi alhamd. So again, Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar, La ilaha illallah, Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar, walillahi alhamd. So you say this from the time you leave your house until the time of the prayer. It is preferable to pray Eid prayer in a field or in an open space. And when we talk about open space, we're not, it's not a convention center. It's not a community center. We're talking about outside yeah. in the elements. Now, I know that in America, we don't necessarily have those facilities mm. to be able to be praying inside. I mean, outside. outside. So praying inside a convention center will do, and Allah knows best. Another sunnah is that when you're going to the masjid, going to the Eid prayer, it is the sunnah of the Prophet ﷺ to take a different route when returning. So if you went one way... Yes. Then you, you know, go another way. Preferably go another way. And that is the sunnah of the Prophet ﷺ. Now, we're going to talk about the hot topic. What do you do on Eid? But I guess that depends on what your family is. A majority of people I know or have talked to meet with family and have, like, you know, a big meal. and. But the question is, what if you're a revert? Yeah. And you don't have family. Mm. And our experience as mm. reverts also is that um, a lot of the times the masjid mosque has um, aid stuff going on. Yep. I know that's one of your like favorite memories. I mean, bouncy houses, you can't beat them. Right. But in general, it just as long as it's halal, right? Right. It, you know, you're not going to do things that are haram or questionable. Mm-hmm. You know, that's what matters. And, and the question of how do you celebrate Eid, I, I really think it just depends on the person. Right. For me, as a revert, this was hard. Okay. Right. <laughs> because I didn't want to, like, celebrate, like, a Christian. Right. You know, or celebrate, like, like Thanksgiving or anything like this. I, didn't, I just never was able to wrap my head around how to do it. Yeah. And so I would ask people, how do I celebrate Eid? I don't, I don't know how to celebrate it. Yeah. Right. And of course, they've never been presented with this question of how. They didn't really have a great response. Like, I don't know how to explain how you celebrate Eid. <laughs> right. I mean, so that's why I say is that as long as you're not doing something that Allah would be displeased with, that's exactly opposite of what we just completely just did the whole month of Ramadan. Right. And I would highly suggest. I had a lot of friends who used to go to the mall that day. Yeah. And what a waste of time. <laughs> it's really a waste of time. And if anyone lives in Minnesota, 
They know that Eid means Mall of America has become little Muslim land. And actually, even non-Muslims know that. They're, yeah. they're just like, what's going on? There's a lot of people here that just happen to be Muslim. Yep. And Which, it, it, you know, at the Mall of America, there's there's amusement rides and there's, you know, shopping and stuff like that. So I can kind of understand. And then, you know, you might have Ramadan during winter. You know? I know. So, I mean, I can kind of understand. But there's other ways, too. Yeah. Now now thinking about it, reflecting about it, there's other ways to celebrate Ramadan, uh, Ramadan celebrate Eid. Uh, you could go to an indoor park, mm-hmm. like one of those indoor community parks. Mm-hmm. You could go to a national park and have a picnic. Yeah. You know, you could go home and have a nice dinner. I think that... One of the things that turns us off about that idea of going to a mall is that what majority of the people are going to like spread apart. Yeah. Right. Mom's going to maybe make some coffee. Grandma's going to get some ice cream. The kids want to go to Legoland. And I can't tell you how many times I saw <laughs> you. There was one area of Mall of America and everyone just split. Grandma yeah. hand a wad of wad of cash to the kids and they they go off and be all crazy. And mom's looking at the Versace bags and. Yeah, it's like uh, this is for me disaster. For me, it that separation. Yeah, it doesn't matter whether it's at a mall or even at the masjid. That I mean, of course, you have the females and males majority of the time are separated. But in general, like I feel like that it defeats the purpose. Mm -hmm. You know, the prophets of Allah, whether settlement and law, told us to keep ties. Yeah, you know. And here you are in a celebration. You get two, only two Eids. They, Eid al-Adha and Eid al-Fatr. In the whole year. And you're it's gonna, a little bit of, that's a lot of pressure. You're just going to run off yeah. <laughs> and separate yourself from your family. You know, um, I think it's really important to do things together. And it builds connections. It builds, you know. Togetherness. Yeah, the togetherness. And it's really important, especially nowadays in this, what do I say? Day and age. It seems very uh, cliche to say, but like, there's a lot of... There's a lot of separation. There's a lot of separation. There's a lot of turmoil going on, mm. regardless of outside of our homes. And a lot of things that are easily distracted, cell phones, tablets, you know, big, huge screens, relationships, family, you know, whatever that may be separating and distracting you away from your family. And, you know, I think trying to build that relationship in this time only would please a law, you know. Right. So, And I think comparing what we do in America versus what we do in Egypt or what people do in Egypt, like, Yanni, they might go to amusement parks, but mm-hmm. it's like at the very end of the day after you, like, had a super, super heavy meal. With your family. With your family. Whether it be immediate, you know, sometimes they'll get together with their, you know, their cousins or their aunts or their uncles. And. Or that could be the evening meal. Yeah. And, or you could be seeing multiple people one day. Actually, I was uh, the only people I've seen actually do things. The only people that I've seen outside doing things outside of their families are like reverted Muslims or converted Muslims. You know, they'll go to like a zoo or something, you know, together. Maybe they'll try to get more families to come together and just 
enjoy the day together. Yeah. You know, I really highly suggest raised Muslims to really embrace reverts or converts. Yeah. And maybe maybe you have a meal after Eid that isn't necessarily more family-oriented or yeah. something because it can be really difficult. You don't have family. You don't know how to do things. I guess there are not... Not all masjids, especially with things going on, masjids may not be open now, or yeah. or, or may not be open that day, or who knows whatever what's the situation happen. is. You know, you're only going to get rewarded by a law, and, right. and your example will only be again rewarded. And in that example, that that revert sees, and so on and so forth. And I I want to say something here too is that the Prophet Wasallam many times fed and hosted people he did not know yeah like we're talking about a bedouin he didn't even know sitting down having a meal with him and that is sadaqah and just as it's important to do good deeds in ramadan it is as important to do deeds outside of ramadan yeah now we're going to move on to the dua of the week وَإِذَا سَأَلَكَ عِبَادِي عَنِّي فَإِنِّي قَرِيبٌ فَإِنِّي قَرِيبٌ أُجِيبُ دَعْوَةَ الدَّاعِ إِذَا دَعَانِ فَلْيَسْتَجِيبُوا لِي وَلْيُؤْمِنُوا بِي لَعَلَّهُمْ يَرْشُدُونَ This week's dua it's coming from my handy-dandy little invocations from the Quran and Sunnah. And it is, Allahumma qini sharra nafsi. Allahumma qini sharra nafsi. Wa'azmi wa'azimli wa'azimli ala arshadi Amri Wazimli Ala Arshadi Amri Allahumma Allahumma Fili Ma Asrartu Wama Alantu Wama Ahtu Wama Ahmedu Wama Alimtu now there's one part here that is very slightly difficult <clears throat> so again we're going to say it all together Allahumma qeen sharra nafsi wa'azim وَعَزِمْنِي عَلَىٰ أَرْشَدِ أَمْرِي اللَّهُمَّ مَغْفِلِّي مَا أَسْرَرْتُ وَمَا أَعْلَنْتُ وَمَا أَخْطَأْتُ وَمَا أَعْمَدْتُ وَمَا أَعْلِمْتُ وَمَا جَهِلْتُ And this dua means, O Allah, protect me from the evil of myself and direct my mind to the best of my affairs. O Allah, Forgive me for what I have concealed and what I have done in public, who I have wronged and what I have done on purpose, and what I know 
and what I don't know. I do not know. So I just want to remind you also is that if you can't do the the recitation reciting of the invocation or even the Quran perfectly, mm-hmm. that's okay. Yeah. That is okay. Practice, Just, practice, practice. Right. And also, like in our first episode of talking about Nia, mm-hmm. Allah looks at your Nia and he really likes it when you make mistakes and it, you keep trying. And th- this is another reason why I put the um, English translation of each dua so that you may not, you might be fumbling with how to re- pronounce it, but as long as you understand the translation and your Nia is for that translation, for the the meaning of it, inshallah, Allah bless you for it. Inshallah. Inshallah. And our light's turning off again. And I wanted to make dua that Allah grants us taqwa and that Allah makes it easy for us to always tell the truth even though it's against us. I and may Allah grant us barakah and reward us for all of our efforts. Forgive us for our sins. Forgive those who are not amongst us anymore. Protect them from the punishment of the grave and the punishment of the hellfire. And may he gather us all in general for those. I mean. I mean. And that is the end of episode four of our podcast. I hope that you tune in next week. Please follow us on Instagram and read our blog for more weekly inspiration and the Inshallah transcription we'll be there. of the podcast. And until next week, Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.